Welcome back into this week's episode of the Wildcats Press Pass. Sports editor Cam Beal Brackett couldn't be with us today. Um, status unknown at the moment. We have Evan Mullings alongside the beat reporter of the UNH women's volleyball team. Evan, how you doing? Good, Cam. How are you? Fabulous. Um, volleyball, obviously both soccer teams into their conference tournaments at the moment, but volleyball may be the hottest team in Durham right now. Winning what, Evan? It was five of the last six? Yeah, so they were uh, six of the last seven. Okay. Yep, they're doing really well. Um, it's a great time to be a volleyball fan. Uh, UNH Volleyball had an exceptional latter half of October. They did something that they had not done since the 2016 season, and that would be winning six consecutive matches and 16 consecutive sets. Four of those games were against in-conference opponents, including Stony Brook and New Albany. Stony Brook and New Albany currently sit at 6-3, and three, tied for second in the America East. The Wildcats are 6-4 and four against the conference and split their two meetings against those two teams. But there is still one question that needs to be answered. Can anybody beat the reigning champion UMBC Retrievers? UMBC is 10-0 within the conference, including two wins against the Wildcats. The Wildcats have two regular season games remaining against Binghamton, 3-6, and, and Hartford, 2-7. and seven. U Albany draws 6-3 and three Stony Brook, 10-0 and UMBC, and 3-6 and six Binghamton. While Stony Brook has U Albany six and three, NJIT zero and ten, and ten and zero U UMBC. There's a chance that the Wildcats could avoid UMBC in the America East semis, thus drawing a potential playoff matchup against U Albany or Stony Brook in round one. Tri Captain and senior outside hitter K Billu told me this week, "quote We are focused on the rest of the season. We still have a lot of volleyball left, so we have to keep working every day. But it is nice to enjoy those past wins." Coach Feliciano and the team are focused on continuous improvement and taking it day by day and you mentioned improvement there obviously the team was going through a little bit of a, a rough patch if you want to call it you know midway through the season earlier on and before they kind of caught fire over the last week or two how have you seen from the games you've watched or even from what you've heard from coach Feliciano or any of the players so what do you think the the difference maker has been to, to flip that switch yeah so it was more so about trying to find consistency not shooting uh, themselves in the foot and I really think that win in the fifth set against U Albany was the key igniter and lit a spark under this team. They had really struggled against teams who had winning records, and to pull out a fifth set victory against one of the best teams in the conference that was ranked first in the preseason coaches poll, that did a lot for them. And I think it was after that moment they built confidence and they went to work, and I think that did a lot for them mentally. And it's, a, it's a game that's very mental, and they got hot. And that's that's what it was. I know you laid out the the remaining schedules a few minutes ago. How many games exactly are left for each teams? So two games left for UNH. They're six and four. Okay. And then three games left for Stony Brook and U Albany, who are ahead of them at six and three. Um, but again, both those teams they play each other, and then they each have ten and zero UMBC. Okay, sure. So UNH looks like they have the the smoothest road. Yes. The rest of the 100%. way. And how many teams make the Americas tournament? Four teams. Okay, only four. Yep. Interesting. And fifth place right now is Binghamton, who is three and six. So it looks like pretty much the playoffs are set in stone. It'll just be about seeding at this point. All right. So that is going to do it for us for volleyball talk this week. Like we said, UNH volleyball. They've won six of their last seven. They've got two more matches to go before they reach the America East tournament. And like Evan said, it's pretty much just all about where the chips are going to fall at this point. It seems like the teams that are going to make the tournament are all but set. Um, let's shift gears a little bit. A lot of other sports going on right now. UNH football will glance over briefly. They've lost five in a row after starting the season 3-0. and um, 
things have gone downhill real, real fast. <laughs> They're getting you Albany this week, who's I think zero and eight on the season. So <laughs> hopefully, a, a, I've been saying it for week seven, a get right game. Hopefully, this yeah. is the one. Well, they started three and zero, didn't they? They did, like and then they lost to Pitt by seventy. But we're throwing that game out the window <laughs> because th- their quarterback is about to win the Heisman. Oh, um, uh, Kenny Pickett, right. Kenny yeah. Pickett's in like the the top five right now for Heisman. Um, and then there was JMU, who they played a lot closer than they should have. They only lost by two in that game. And JMU's perennial FCS powerhouse. And then it was, what was it? They played uh, Elon, Dartmouth, played Dartmouth, Dartmouth yeah. then Elon, and then Richmond this past week. Richmond, a game they should have won. They're a better team than them. Um, Dartmouth was the worst loss of the se- season. And Elon was, the second half of that Elon game was probably the worst half of football of the year. And so... You know, team definitely not trending in the right direction, but you face 0 and 8 U Albany. You have to go on the road for that, but still, got to take care. Of business. I think you got to take care of business here. <laughs> they still have hope for the playoffs somehow. Um, you know, if you were able to win these last three games, end at six and five, you're still kind of in the conversation heading into that final week where you host Maine. Um, so That'd if they if they can win these last three games relatively convincingly they'll still be in the conversation somehow rhode island is the tough one in that mix obviously i said you albany then you got rhode island who is usually you know nationally ranked top 15 in the fcs they've dropped out of the top 25 this week um so they're trending downward and then you have maine who's just kind of around the same as you middling in the conference and so i wouldn't rule out you know it's not impossible for unh to go three and oh here but given the way they've looked the last few weeks, I would not bank on it. Evan. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then obviously women's soccer, they're headed to the semifinals tomorrow afternoon at UMass Lowell after taking down the NJIT Highlanders in a shootout going through double overtime. Um, it was zero zero through both overtimes. And then they won five to four in the shootout. I believe men's soccer captured their third straight regular season title Ending at, I believe, 15-0-2, one of only two undefeated teams in the nation, um, along with, I believe, St. Louis University. They're ranked 7th, correct? Yep, and I, th- I believe St. Louis is 8. Um, and that's what stinks for teams like that. You know, you're not in a Power 5 conference, but you're the only two undefeated teams in the nation, so you fall at 7 or 8 um, compared to, you know, the Wildcats were 4 earlier on in the year. And I think Pitt was right behind them, and they had three losses. So that's kind of the disadvantage the Wildcats get being in the America East versus, you know, the SEC, the ACC, the Big Ten, conferences like that. Um, And then that's pretty much it. Those are the big headlines for the week. Men's hockey, get the report on that on our newest UNH Men's Hockey podcast with Andrew Gardner and Josh Shaw, Inside the Wit. Episode 2 dropped this morning. We're recording this Wednesday afternoon. I think that's going to do it for us, Evan. You got awesome. anything else? Nope. Uh, just exciting time of volleyball. They're at home on Saturday evening, so check out the game for sure. Um, no, it's looking looking to be an exciting time for some of these some, for some of these teams. All right, women's volleyball in Lundholm Saturday night. We've got men's hockey Friday night in Durham. We've got men's basketball kicking off their season Tuesday night. I'm excited for that one. So I'm sure we'll feature some basketball on next week's episode. But for Cameron Beal and Evan Mullings, this has been this week's edition of Wildcats Press Pass.